So yeah, so I was in I was in Glasgow at the weekend. Yeah, I saw the I saw the Facebook thing. I was like, yeah. oh, he's gotten snowboarding again. Yes, yeah, like first time, it's been like, like what three years, four, four years, four years, roughly. Um, and I was, I was talking to the guy at the front desk, and he was I was like, I haven't done this in a while. Like, what's your like? How does this work? And he said, Well, you sign this thing that says you know what you're doing. And if we decide you don't know what you're doing, we kick you off and you don't get a refund. I was like, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went on. It's not a sort of thing you forget. So though. that was what I discovered is that it's very much like, to use a cliche, it's very much like riding a bike. But yeah. there's the moment like when I was going up the lift the first time and I was like, I don't remember what my front foot is. Like, I remember. Oh, you can't remember if you're regular or goofy or whatever. Yeah. And I can't remember which one's which. So I just kind of went there and then went with whichever one felt the most natural and yeah. just went. But yeah, so it's now like two days after that, and legs are fine, arms are fucking killing me. Um, oh, arms are hurt. That doesn't make sense. Because nope. I guess you're holding a position and maybe still not really. But like my arms are down at my side most of the time, unless it's maybe like like hitting the deck too hard, or it's the pole lift, or like just my general pole lift of... shouldn't affect your arms. That's what I thought, but like maybe pulling it down to I don't know. But like my general lack of upper body strength is kind of. I don't know how you hurt your arms, though. No, me neither. It's the 22nd of March 2016 and this is the Game Engine Start podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And we are now officially living in the future. We can all retreat Fuck. into our cupboards and dis- just remove ourselves from the world. And are, we actually gonna, are we actually going to hit the zeitgeist point and talk about VR? Is this I think this is the point where we do because everyone's, uh, everyone's put their cards on the table. Everyone's talking about VR. It's yeah, good. and I feel left out if we don't, uh, to be honest. Does, does this concept not excite you at all? What, VR? Yeah. The concept excites me. The fact that it all costs a billion pound doesn't... Like, if you're, you're an idiot if you thought that was going to be anything except no, like, that. No, like, I knew that was going to happen, but, like... Just having the, it confirmed? It's the same... The, like, stuff like this doesn't become good until it's ubiquitous, right? And it's not sure. going to be ubiquitous until it becomes entry-level. Like, you need entry-level price point for people to understand what it is. But locking it behind eight hundred, nine hundred, four hundred dollars is like now it's some bizarre thing off in the distance that not everybody's going to get the experience. I just it, think that the, the like smartphones have totally changed that. Apple specifically have totally changed that idea where the amount of money people spend on handsets every year, two years. But they're but they're, they're paying that amount of money for a product that they already know. They're paying a lot of money for a thing that they know will have a certain quality and will work in a certain way. VR is an unknown. You need to overcome the barrier of people going, I don't understand what this is. Yeah, with and that's... Price points, and then you can start ramping up like the iPhone model. Sure. Uh, yeah, and that, I'm that's, saying is the problem. And that's they've always, set the bar too high for that to happen. And that's always going to be a problem, right? Is that yeah. how do you show this stuff off? And Exactly, yeah. And like I, fucking Oculus are talking about like, oh, in 10, 15 years or whatever, we're going to want these to be sunglasses, which is like super out there but like when it gets to that point maybe people will care about it but right now it's still like this weird niche thing 
So, I mean, we'll talk. I'm about excited. This. I'm excited about the idea. I think there could be some cool things. Like I was talking to you earlier in the week about this. Like I think a drift is a really cool concept for a game. Totally. Despite it, it, provided it doesn't have the like, ooh, there's actually a spooky alien thing. Yeah. If it's totally. just if it's just you alone in space trying to repair a space station, that's a really cool idea for a game. Yep. Especially in VR where it's all immersive and stuff. That's so fantastic. that that is also that game specifically is also like non Oculus supported, right? Can you just buy it like normally? I think so. Like it's listed just as PC as opposed oh, to like okay, maybe you can then. as VR. But um, I think VR is like obviously where it's intended to be. Oh yeah, it's totally, um, it's totally supposed I, to be a VR game. But I was talking to somebody about that today actually, and um, when I started to watch like since GDC was happening last or yeah, last week, I was starting to watch a bunch of people doing VR demos and all this kind of stuff. And one yeah. of the guys in work was behind us saying like, I, I, I've got no interest in this at all. And I was like, really? In VR? Like, yeah. I was like, really? Like, how, what, what part of this don't you like? Like, is it motion sickness? Is it, like, the, the, can, the like, uh, the immersion? Like, what is it? And he said, no, no, I've always wanted the immersion. It's just, like, I can't seal myself off for three hours at a time. Oh, like, like life doesn't let you? Totally. Like, I would yeah. need to put myself in a room, switch my phone off, and properly, like, encase myself in this nonsense for, like, three hours at a time. And I just can't do that. Yeah. It's like, huh. Interesting point. I like. I knew it was a potential situation, but it's the first person I've ever heard that's actually said, "No, this is totally like I can't do this." Um, but it seems, and it also seems like a like a generational thing. Like I think his kid was pushing for it. Like, oh, we should totally get one of these things, and he just. Oh yeah, convinced. that's totally a thing as well. Like you can't do VR if you have a kid because. You need to watch the kid. Well, not one, yeah, not one that needs supervision. No, yeah, like I would not recommend putting it on while you have a baby. Probably not a good idea. No, that's not unless a good you idea. have like that's a miniature VR headset for the baby, and then you can keep an eye on what they're doing. Virtual nanny, some scary thing is just watching the kid in virtual reality. Yeah, like you're not watching your kid; you're watching some other kid that's actually in. I'll make world up for the and... fact that Barbara left you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an, ob- I, that's an objective that appears. Yeah. Ding, mother figure. <laughs> acquire mother figure. Okay, acquire mother one of figure one. for child because Barbara left you because she's a whore. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, um, I'm. I, I I I really like the idea of VR, but I'm not gonna have. I'm gonna get nowhere near it for a long, long, long time. So. Well, hopefully, if I can, if I could do the convincing game right, I should have it home for Christmas. So. You're not gonna get. A, you're not getting a VR headset. Um. You're not, you're, you're not getting a VR headset. You, you've got a wedding to pay for. You're not yeah, getting a VR after headset. after the wedding. It'll be after the wedding. That'll be time. You'll have no money because it'll all have been spent on the wedding. You have, about, Actually, you, have a, you have about a month between your wedding and Christmas. Yeah. You can't, you can't make up 400 quid in a month. Are you familiar with the concept of people giving you gifts for a wedding? You're not putting a VR headset on no, your you're right. wedding I'm not. Registry. I'm not, but people will give you money. For a wedding. You're not spending your wedding money on a VR headset either. And I'll say, we don't need to go to Hawaii for a honeymoon. We can just go to Hawaii in VR. <laughs> no. I know, so in, I fact, know we'll need, in fact, we'll need two. I what. know your fiance. She is not going to buy that. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. But while we're, while we're in the current day... Uh, in terms of video games, these transitions are getting more. They're getting and more. really shitty, and I don't yeah. know what to do. I'm like looking at this two out of three games or, that I'm going to talk about are fucking pixel art games. So never mind. Pixel art games. Yeah. Um, 
So I think two out of the two I've got to talk about are Pixel Art games. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so Steam random Steam sale or like the I think that the Steam watch list thing is fucking nefarious. I was like, the, hey, there's a thing on your watch list. Yeah, because my sale. my watch list is about thirty games long at this point, and. Mm-hmm. The fact that it emails you every time saying, hey, the thing you like is on sale. And yeah. like, especially since I've got the app and it's like, it'll give you a notification on your phone as well. And it's like, oh, fine. But one of them came up and for like £2 or whatever it was, I finally picked up Not a Hero. Oh yeah, I played this as well. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Did you get I saw it? it on your list and I was like, okay. oh, I've always wanted to play that game. Yep, me too. Yeah. Um, so that is like a 2D side-scrolling side kind of... Puzzle dumb. shooter... Kinda like is that it's is weird. that the official genre like puzzle I, I, shooter? Um, it's a kind of like action. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a puzzle game because you're trying to figure out how to traverse through an environment. But it's it's a whole like a whole like Miami or like like yeah. that kind of stuff where you're trying like to clear that. a room in a way that where you you can die very easily. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of like kind of like there's a button for a slide and oh, it's all, so cool. Yeah, you can slide, you can slide, and you can shoot and. Like, you tackle people and then you shoot them, but it's, like, proper Hotline Miami sticking the gun in their head. Yes. And it's, firing. It is, yeah, it's kind of awesome. Um, very good use of British accents, I think, in that. Like, the guy who's quite clearly from Glasgow is... Well, no, because you're talking about the second guy, the guy with yes. the shotgun, Cletus. Cletus. It says in his bio, because, like, you pick your character from, like, and they're in, like, a living room somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And it says for Cletus, but it says fakes a scottish accent oh i totally missed that so he's not okay. from scotland he just but, pretended i mean his name is cletus like yeah. there's nobody here called cletus it slips into like welsh every so often a little bit and also the welsh girl is great she's pretty good she's heard like i started playing a everyone bio it's yeah it's it's a great accent but um, it's also a really funny game it like, is the writing's so, really clever so conceptually it is a bunny this guy called is it a oh it's a bunny? I think called, I think it's is it a dude in the suit? No, I think it's an alien. I don't actually know. Okay, because the way he talks, it seems like he's not from Earth. Yeah, so there's a guy thing called Bunny Lord, which yeah. looks like a guy in a bunny suit Big or a large person. bunny um, who wants to be elected president. Has has to be elected prime minister by the twenty fourth. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Yeah, that's all you get told is something bad will happen if he's not prime minister. So you're part of his campaign team. And yeah. by so, he decides, team, so he decides to get himself elected to get more votes than the other people. He's going to go fight crime, but fights quite crime literally, by shooting people in the face. Yes, hiring you to shoot people that are yeah. doing crime. Um, it is fun. It's one of those things where like the mechanics take good. a little, little bit of getting used to. Like the whole slide to cover thing. Yeah, like took me a little bit to get used to, and it does seem like sometimes like the snap to cover thing is not. Like the, it's not 100% accurate, but I think that's more... I, I had this problem as well, but I think it's more being able to read in the environment what counts as cover. Yeah, totally. That's my um, problem. But. Yeah, I think it's like the, the box for, like, if you release, you will be in cover is a little bit too small, but, like, you just get used to it, and it's one of those things you just you just going to learn from. Yeah. And, yeah, just, like, the fact that the AI will, will sit in cover until you start reloading, then try and rush you, and it's, like, it gets pretty tense at points. Yeah, yes. And you can totally see how there's ways to do speedrunning in that game as well. Oh, yeah, because you can just, like, keep keep going. If and, you just like, keep going, then, yeah, yeah you'll be fine. It's um, a really cool game. It's a cool I game. I it. think it's still on sale. So maybe we're worth picking uh, up if it the, appears. The, the best thing I had was, like, after... So after each one of the, the crimes that you fight, you, like, go for breakfast in a cafe with Bunny yeah. Lord. 
Yeah. And he like ex- he like talks about the mission, and there was one time where I got like three stars in a mission, and he was like, "What's the name of the first guy? Is it Steve? Steve?" Steve. And he's like, "Steve, that was fucking brilliant. Like seriously, I want to touch your sexual organs." <laughs> Not in a weird way, but that's just how good it was. I want to touch your sexual organs. That's how good you did a job of. Yeah. It's like, man, that's pretty funny. The, the, writing's, the writing's pretty great, I really, actually. It's, all, it's like very British because it's all very tongue-in-cheek. And like, yeah. Super, it's great. I, I really like that game. Yeah, cool. I, I need to get back and, pl- and play more of it. Like, I only played an hour of it. And it was like, yeah, I'm yeah I did about an hour as well. Um, and my other pixel art game was the other PS Plus game from this month, uh, Broforce finally. Oh, Broforce, yeah. The final um, full version of that game, which feels like it's been in early access forever, yeah. came out. Um, it's the game where you play as various 80s movie heroes, right? Yeah, so it's again kind of side, but much more of a shooter, but like a Contra style yeah. shooter, where again you can die very easily, but it's a lot more action heavy. And like you play as like oh, Rambro, and I can't. Like I can't even remember the, the names. Brominator like, and the Brominator and, and, that, and that kind of stuff. Like they're even like like Rambo looks like Stallone, like yeah. in pixel art, but they just can't use the name. But it's close enough, and it's uh, like and you get like blades as well. But I can't remember what he is. Um, yeah, it, it's so conceptually, it's and you just basically you run through a level, you kill the boss, and then you like escape out in a helicopter with explosions and American and then, flags yeah, going entire, off. The entire level explodes as you leave. It's... Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's a PS Plus game, so I got it on PS4. Uh, that game is a complete technical shit show on PS4. Oh, it is a mess. Like, one of the worst things I've seen. Like, you will start a level and about, like, three seconds into that level, your all your controls will stop. Huh, weird. Like, it'll all, and then, but like, so like, if you're holding down the right stick to run, it'll just stop you, and you have to hold the right stick again to move, which is really yeah. bad when you're trying to, like, when it drops you into kind of some hairy situations, you need to get out of there, or like, jump a gap. Like, if you try and jump that gap at the point where the controller goes, you just die, mm-hmm. like, over and over and over again. And um, it'll randomly hitch, like, it'll drop to, like, single figure frame rate at some point. Oh, wow. And it's not a complicated, like, there's no, it's not of, an in-depth game. Like There's a lot super... of stuff happening on screen, but it's all just kind of sprite work, and there's no physics, really. Like, it is just, like, kind of lots of explosions, and it's just, like, it's unplayable at points. It yeah. is terrible. And there's still, and like, for a game that's been in early access for as long as it is, it still feels kind of, like, unpolished. Like, it feels like... It still feels like an early access game, like just bits of stuff like the menus and the text. It just it feels really barren in a way mm-hmm. um, that I can't quite get my head around. But just like like the bit that counts, like every if everything surrounding it was a little bit lax, that's fine. But the core gameplay being technically fucked is not good. But yeah, it's not what you want. It's not good. I think there's been a patch, but I haven't gone back to it. Like, as soon yeah. as I start, like, I got four or five levels in, I was just like, this is unplayable, and just deleted it. Like, it's not, it's just not worth touching at all. Yeah. Um, I'd, say, I'd say that's fair, but, like, I I gave Just Cause 3 more than I should have because of that exact reason. Yeah. But it's fair It's fair to be able to say this is a pile of shit and yeah. uninstall it. And even oh, and the other thing is like I think if it was working as intended, it still wouldn't be particularly fun. Like, no, it's, it's just like that's kinda, what a lot, a lot of the talk I heard about it was like it's fine. It's but it's not. It would probably be totally serviceable, just not what I would be into at that point. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. So the final thing that I can bring you in on as well is I finally got, I finally sat down and played Invisible Ink. Oh yes. Because I went back and listened to a Love bunch that of, game. I went back and listened to a bunch of the Game of the Year stuff and a bunch of people talking a lot about it. And I'm disappointed I never got around to it the first time. Yeah. And I wanted a break from XCOM. Yeah. Um, what was it? There's something else that you like watched something that was like, oh, you played Netrunner. That was it. You played oh, Netrunner. Oh yes, yeah, so I also I bought. Like, yeah, I bought Netrunner the card game, which is yeah. pretty awesome, by the way. It's like, a really cool card game. It's a very cool uh, card game. But you got into the whole uh, neo neotopian like. Well, I mean, like cyberpunk never, thing. I don't never left it, but yeah, there. like it sparked it in again. I mean, it was like fuck. I like like now you yes. should play Invisible Ink. Like I want to be hacking ice and shit like that. Um, Do you play the Shadowrun games? That's all that is. Yeah, I know, but it's also like magic and too close to being fantasy. You can do it. You could do it without magic. Like, oh, you, you mean sorry? Any time somebody says you should play the Shadowrun games, one of two things happen. It's either like, is that the kind of one with the skeletal dude and the, the sunglasses? And it's like, no, that's Shadow Man. That's Shadow Man. Yeah. And then, oh, it's that like kind of weird three faction multiplayer game that was kind of terrible. No, that's what? No. That was Shadowrun as well. That was a licensed Shadowrun game. Oh, yeah, but that was the, the shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, which was also that was terrible. That ages ago, yeah. But it's like it's my only reference for Shadowrun. But oh, yes, okay. there was those... Yeah, you, you don't know the like, RP system. Yeah, so there's, like, so there's RP... I know, there's, I know it was based on an RP system, but then there's also the more recent like Shadowrun Hong Kong, wherever the hell that thing was. Shadow, Shadowrun Returns is Returns. the series of games. They're um, very, very good. I like which those. you've talked about many times on here. So anyway, yes, so I... Wanted to get cyberpunk stuff uh, again, and you'd said a lot of good things about Invisible Ink. Damn good game. So I thought I should get back into it. That game is nothing like I thought it was. Like, it what is... did you think it was? Well, like I, I thought it was like a two D XCOM, right? Oh, but it is a two D stealth game. <laughs> it's a two D stealth game. You have two playable characters. You can get more. It's a roguelike. Yeah. Um, very much a roguelike. It's you. Have, so you have like seventy two in game hours to. So it's kind of hard to talk about without Plug spoiling. Plugging into a power. Yeah. So, so like you start the I've game. I've talked about this game, so it's like all right. You understand the concept. Sure. So like just as a reminder, you have seventy-two hours to plug in like your AI compatriot who's yeah. running out of power. I assume that is like once you do that, that is the end of the game. Yep. Like you're finished. Finished the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. That game. That is the time limit on that game is seventy-two hours. Yeah. And there's, a, there's a big final level, and then that's it. Right. It seems like you, if you knew roughly what you're doing, you could play through that reasonably quickly. Uh, you could like ha- in theory, yeah. Like how long you'd is have the- to get? You'd have to get super lucky because that last level was not easy. Mm. But but I mean, like once you've you played through theory, a couple but- of times, like how long is a game from start to finish? Uh oh, god! Like, I think co- I like a normal mode campaign for me in game, like in real life, was like eight hours or something. I can't remember. really. Yeah, I can't actually remember. So yeah, so maybe I am missing something because very quickly, like within the space of like a couple of hours, like I got to the point where all of the missions had like a level three security rating. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. I hadn't upgraded much, and it just seemed like I was completely fucked. Like. And I only yeah, had like 12 hours to, left. You need to be doing the roguelike thing of making sure you're leveling up and getting gear and all that sort of stuff. It just it never seems like you have enough time to do anything useful. Because like anytime... Like, it's all useful. Like there's a lot of it that is useful. You're never not doing something that isn't like progressing one system or another. I suppose. But it's doing, it's doing the, the part of the roguelike thing I'm not a huge fan of, which is like... The missions where it's like, oh, there's uh, these replicators are better than your standard replicators, so here's where you go to get gear. 
And I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds interesting. I'll go do that. And then I realized, oh, I don't have any, I need to use credits to buy the stuff. Like it doesn't say that anywhere, but I now know that. Sure. And it just, it feels like I now have like 12 hours left and I'm completely screwed. Like I don't, so I need to start again. And I, but I don't, the point of roguelikes that annoy me is when you're fucked and you don't know why you're fucked or how you did it wrong. Like there's no indication of what I should have been doing. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of annoying, but the actual gameplay of that thing is cool as shit. Yeah, it's like, a really fun it, game. The play. actual in-game stuff is really, really cool. And they go back to like, it's good to see action points back again. Like, Yeah, action point. I, I, you have a certain amount of pool of things to do. Yeah, you have nine action points. Each move is a point and actions cost points. And yeah, and like I like the hacking stuff and the, the alert system is kind is pretty smart. Yeah. I did, I did kind of play the AI a little bit, which I assume is part of the game, but it did kind of feel like cheating. How do you mean? What did you do? So there's one of the missions or one of the options, the mission types is steal this card so you can go to a vault and use the card to get more credits from the vault. Yeah. Like you have to hack one of the CEOs, stay over them for like four turns, extract the thing from their brain. So I did that thing. So I was, I was kind of sneaking my way through, like uncovered the map. And the CEO was in the room, like, literally right next to the teleporter. So I was like, this is easy. I'll get in there. I'll do it. And immediately just run out and everything will be fine. Got in there, knocked the guy out, started working. I was like, okay, we need, like, four turns or five turns to do this. And they immediately spawn the enforcer, I think they're called. Like, the guys with the actual big guns. Yeah. Who knows where you are and directly runs to you. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, Sure. Right, okay. So one person was over over the, the dude and the other person had set up like an ambush next to the door. And as soon as the as soon as the guy opened the door and saw the guy the the guy was who was extracting, yeah. The, their turn immediately stops and you have to do something to stop them from getting shot. Yeah. And I shut the door and Oh right, yeah. It broke the AI and then he was like, Oh, fucking where did he go? And then he, he opens the door again and goes, Huh? And I just shut the door again. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once they'd extracted, I managed to get the other guy to the other side of the door. And at which point there's were two guys, because there's a guard and the enforcer guy. Yeah. At which point the guy, uh, the guard opens the door and goes, huh, like walks in. I ambush him, take him out. The enforcer walks in, he goes, huh, and just shut the door again. <laughs> Wait for the turn, knock the other guy out, and then open the door and just fucking run for it. And it's fine. Like, it just felt like such a... Yeah, that that's really weird. I've not seen that. So the, the AI is normally better than that when I've played it. So sure, I think it, it, like it, I don't even think it was an AI thing. It's a mechanics thing where like as soon as they see you, it's immediately your turn. Yeah, to be able to do something. And if you can, if you just camp at the door, you can just keep shutting the door like over and over again um, until you're in, in a better position, and then you can actually just get out. But um, it was it was interesting. Uh, and that game looks amazing. Like, the style uh, of that yeah, game. It's, it's a clay game. The clay games all look really good. Yeah, and they do a really good job of, like, the player models are 3D, but they look like 2D drawings and, like, animate like 2D drawings. It's, yeah. It's it's a really, really cool style. Yeah. I need to give it another run. I need to actually get through it and, and give it another run um, and see how it goes. But, yeah, I'm, I am enjoying that game. That is, that's I say cool. it's a very good game. Yeah. yeah. It was just like I needed to know that I wasn't like being completely insane. That it is just the seventy-two hours, and if you hit the end of that, it's game over. I assume. Yeah, that's that's game over at the okay. end. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll see how it goes. Might like at the end, I think towards the end of the seventy-two hours, you'll have a mission to do, and you can either pass or fail that mission. Right. Okay. Makes sense. 
Um, so what about you? What have you been? Uh, so other than not a hero, uh, I've, been, I've basically just been playing a fuck ton of Stardew Valley. Uh, God, yeah. So much Stardew Valley, it's unbelievable. Um, I think that game's fucking incredible. That game's such yeah. a staggering thing to have been made by one person. It's unbelievable. Like, I haven't heard you talk about this game and a game like this in quite a while. Like, yeah. It just seems like you're totally in love with the thing. It's just... It, 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 the, 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 fact that, the fact that it's one person like blows me away every single time i think about it because it's like every other it's like it's like harvest moon on steroids and it does nearly every single thing that harvest moon does better and then does more things it seems it's like like every time crazy. i hear about it the scope of the game just gets bigger and bigger yeah like, it's there's... mental like what well, like i messaged you after a while that said are you gonna play this and you said maybe and i said you should definitely play it because it was at a point where i was able i was in a stable enough position to take a look at that game from like the wide perspective of like here's all the things you can do right it's ridiculous the amount of stuff you can do in that game. <laughs> I got, like it terrified me. Is there still like does the because like but yes when people have been selling this game to me it's like it's basically just Harvest Moon on steroids like that is the description yeah. I heard from multiple people. Yeah, like more does, and better basically. But that does the farming ever become like trivial or is it always a part of the game? You're always going to be doing farming, but the more you get into the game, the easier the farming becomes for you. So, like, for example, uh, two things. Like, I got a wife, um, which was nice. Uh, and You couldn't have said it, that in a worse way, really. I know. Uh, that's a video game. And, uh, <laughs> like, and you wake up and she, like, you talk to her first thing in the morning and she tells you, like, things that she's done. And the things that she's done can include things like, oh, I made you breakfast so you get, like, free food. Or I fed the animals. Or I watered the crops. So that immediately cuts out the amount of time you have to spend farming and frees you up to do other stuff right okay so if that's if you get lucky what else you can do is you can there are these uh items you can build called sprinklers that basically uh, water soil in an area around it mm-hmm. they get that gets bigger and bigger the higher quality of sprinkle you've got so you can then set up your farm in such a way as the rows with sprinklers in them so you don't have to water your stuff anymore which frees up even more time for you to do other stuff which is the, far- the farming at the beginning is basically all that you do because it requires so much manual effort but eventually it drops down to the point where you don't have to worry about it so much and you can do the other stuff that's in the game like huh. the, the mining or the, the the building of stuff on your farms or the fact that your granddad who the granddad who gave you the farm who's now dead wants to talk to you at the beginning of the third year because he's a ghost I don't understand that. Yeah, that's... And, and I heard it's that's it's, it's not even like... I started the second year and there are still more things I've not seen. Like, I've seen all the, like, events. I've seen all, like, the cool, like, festivals and all that sort of stuff. But there are, like, new people turning up in town at all times. They're huh. like, oh, I, I don't know who the hell you are. And then it goes to my granddad talk to me. How and, long is the year in actual game time? Uh, in, I, in just real, got, real I just time. got to the second year. So maybe, like, 20-something hours. Mm. Was, like, one okay. year. Okay. Um, and I'm not gonna stop anytime soon. Sure, sure, sure. Like I, I've got the community center to rebuild, and <laughs> I talk, got to talk to the ghost of my dead grandfather in another thirty hours or whatever. Speaking of weird objectives, that's a yeah, like, interesting one. It's just kind of you get a random message that's like, oh, at the beginning of the third year, I'm gonna come and see you, love, granddad. And like, what? I that's don't ominous. Yeah, it's weird. So uh, it's the, it's the stuff that's not farming because like the limited amount of harvestment i played like it was the farming that got me hooked on it like is the stuff that's not farming still interesting oh yeah totally 
like the because I don't want to, I don't want to turn into like because I know that there's that like the mines are mainly combat and stuff like that like I kind of yeah not that's like a dun- that. that's like a dungeon crawler but it's like really but you have to do it like you have right. to go into the mines because that's where you get ores mm. to get the bars that then upgrade like your tools and build make you build things and all that sort of stuff. the combat is like it's not difficult it's like really easy it's um, kind of like Terraria combat right yeah pretty much sure. um like the the fishing's really fun like i quite enjoy there's a big division about whether or not you like the fishing minigame i really like the fishing minigame sure uh there's a bunch of collectible stuff you need to rebuild the museum you need to like there's a whole bunch of shit you need to do in that game <laughs> sure. ridiculous good uh and you, you like just constantly need to be upgrading your house and your farm and building new things and i'm gonna get a horse soon that's gonna be fun <laughs> let you ride around town on a horse Cool. There's, a, there's a train that randomly turned up. I didn't even realize there were train tracks. And I got a message that came up saying, a train is going through Stardew Valley. And I went, immediately my first thought was like, wait, you mean like a train's going through the middle of town? Yeah, That's like it's bad. derailed or... No, it's like there's, a, there's like the whole north side of the map, there's a giant train rail, like train tracks. And I went, I've never seen this before. Right. So I had to go north from my farm and went, oh, there's a train, there's like trains and it's dropping stuff. And oh, there's also a spa that regains all of my energy and all that sort of stuff. Jeez. It's like so much shit in that game. That game's amazing. Sure. Love that game to death. Good. Um, but I'm gonna is, show it. We're going we're to do a video of it and I'm going to try and show you. Yeah, I'm interested to see if yeah. I can actually handle this thing. Um, it's 15 quid, right? Yeah. Like 11 or something. It's like 10 99 or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That. For many, many, many hours of uh, gameplay. Sure. And many more for me. Uh, cool. The other thing, the last thing I did was I finally caught round to playing episode one of Life is Strange. Oh yeah, uh, of course. You after were telling like me about this. you yes. playing it for ages and saying you need to play this, uh, I eventually got it because I when I moved into my new place I didn't have internet for like most of a day. Sure. So I thought like, oh, this is a good time to play Life is Strange. I don't need internet to play that. Sure. Uh, I, I really like it. Like episode one, it was cool. Like I like the setup of you're just inhabiting like this high school teenage girl that discover she can stop time mm-hmm. uh cool idea really cool mechanic i like the way that it's done the way yep. you can like manipulate conversations and like change stuff in the environment really really clever uh like how just fucking indie movie that thing is yeah like it, it is it stinks of 2004 it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah i mean you're right you're yeah. right like it just it's, and the fact they all talk like they're in an 80s movie even though it's supposed to be 2013 like I've never seen so many people use the phrase hella so wicked. it's that comes back in a really interesting way does it like, really at okay. the end yeah like because sure. that was one of the big things that when that game first came out a bunch of the reviews came out going people don't talk like this like yeah, this, this is not how people talk and um, they totally like reply to that stuff later on it's really really okay. cool that's cool um but yeah, so the, the things there are a lot of things I like about that game. There are also a lot of things I don't like. Uh, yeah. So for a game like that, like in the style of a Telltale game, that's like this episodic narrative thing, um, that's largely driven around character interaction. Like ninety nine percent of that was spent with uh, what's her name, Sam. Who do you play? Max. Max. That's the one. <laughs> Max talking to other people. Mm. Uh, Problem being, the facial animations and the lip syncing to speech is really, really bad in that first episode. The lip syncing's pretty terrible. Yes. Like really awful, and it's so like immersion breaking. Like I, I get they, they talk really naturally. They talk like high school students would, but they don't look like they're talking. So it's yeah. really hard to get over. It just kind of makes this dissonance in my mind that I, I can't can get past. 
I can't tell you if I just stopped noticing it or if it got better over the episodes. Yeah. But it's, it's, I didn't the, notice it by the end. It's the kind of thing that's really going to bug me if it keeps going. So totally. if I play, like, it's the only one of these episodic things that I've played so far where I've said I'm giving it one more episode. Then if it hasn't sure. got me by then, then I'm not playing the rest. Well, of it. like the but, like um, the end of, the end of episode two is a big kind of well, the most of ep- the two thirds of episode two are like big plot moments. Like sure, this is this this is the start of the kind of the yeah. the rolling rock towards the end of the game. Like it's. This is the point where it starts moving. Sure. And uh, yeah, and like I said, like I noticed that in the first episode as well. Like I was playing it on PS4 and I assumed it was a console thing. But no, the fact you're playing it on PC as well. Just the fact that it's, it's just heavy. I, I, it didn't bother me after the first episode. So maybe it got oh, better or yeah, I just sure. didn't notice it anymore. When I get around um, to playing episode two, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Again, other, like yeah. the soundtrack in that game is Fucking the soundtrack's incredible. amazing. Yeah, they use music really well on that. Um, and like uh, the, is... the like the moments in episode one where she like leaves the classroom and puts the earbuds in, and it's that song playing. But then when you get to the cutscene, she pulls the earphones out, but the music's still going through the earbuds. Not enough games that's do that. A really cool idea. I love that uh, when that happens. Also, a very that's also a very indie movie thing. Yeah, indie movies have done that a lot. Um, and like she's got really good taste. Like she, when she got into her room and turned on her high fi and it was that Jose Gonzalez song. I was like, yeah, yeah that's really good. It's because um, like you can play guitar in her dorm room as well. Yeah, it's, it's the that, same song. It's the yeah, same it's, song. It's pretty good. Um, um, also, it it looks like what someone of that age's room would look like. Yeah, it's like they've. They've they've customized it, but because they're teenagers, they're not really like human yet, so they just kind of like have customized it with what they think they are. It's weird. Like sure. she's 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 very into like I'm a I'm a photographer. That's what I am. So her room's covered in pictures. Sure, that's not a personality. That's just what you do. It's but it's, yes, like it's that age where you're kind of clamoring for like an associate, like a like you like want a label a thing, of some yeah, description. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So she's so, clamoring for that. So she's labeled herself as a photographer. So it's sure. covered in photos, and she like hangs around with this. Uh, Polaroid camera that makes no sense. Uh, She's a photography the, student, the, like Clary Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to sit and use Polaroids the entire time. Yeah, um, true. and it's really it's, weird. It's really weird as well. Like maybe sometimes in the dialogue it comes out, but for a game that was, from what I've read, is primarily made by dudes, like in yeah. that studio. Um, they appear to do they appear to do justice to the kind of teenage girl mentality in the yeah, same way. Right. In the same way, like I I, I remember watching an interview with um the guy that wrote Faulkner Stars whose name has disappeared John Green, John Green. um I was reading an interview with him and he said like because there's a I don't know if you've read that book or no. seen but there's a it's a I, I, I watched part of the movie and I thought it was awful so oh no. fair enough no the book is like all of his stuff is really really good but there's a point in the book where she's describing like the first time I'd like um how difficult bras are to take off and I was like he's like a 35 year old dude like how does like it seems weird but yeah. like he he was asked and was like how do you write this stuff and he says i go talk to women like yeah, they, i have to know how this stuff works to try kind of portray it correctly um uh, so yeah like that whole perspective on it was, was super super cool and it seems to have done that time period and yeah uh, it got it right justice. well unless they justify it in a really weird way they don't talk like they do in 2013 and people don't act like it's 2013 so either ca- like people the, the 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 most reaction that she gets to having a Polaroid camera is people going, that's a bit weird. Like, if someone pulled out a Polaroid camera in 2013, people would go, what the fuck is that? So, Why are you not using your phone? But, it's- like, in the context of 
that school where it is like it still a... makes no sense it's even worse in that school you why is a photography think... student using a really shit camera you don't think that there are people at the art school right now oh doing I, get that there will be, I get that there will be uh like pretentious assholes using polaroids that will tell you that it's for some great reason and stuff like that i think the people that legitimately want to go and do photography will not fucking touch a polaroid camera they it, will it... actually use a normal camera like a human being who knows? It's, I, I like it's something I know zero about, so I'm yeah. going to assume that it's totally uh, thing. The other like minor shit I had with it was like again a game that's primarily focused on character interactions shouldn't have dialogue, audio cut out randomly in cutscenes. Yeah, that you just got a bunch really of really fucking problems. ruined it for me. Yeah, because uh, I never. La- saw, it was in the last yeah. cutscene. It was the cutscene with Chloe and Sam on the uh, the lighthouse. Yes, and like all of the audio, just all the 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 speech audio cut out and it's just oh, like that weird. really ruins it um yeah. also i think that i do not like the way that game looks it right it's really really pretty from a wide angle like if you take white like wide angle shots like the shot of the school and the shot of the quad and all that stuff it's really pretty i was talking mm-hmm. to you about this it's very ollie mosque it's all flat lines and bright colors and like sure. watercolor-esque really really nice when you get up close that game is not ugly but by no means good looking like hair is really dirty and jaggy and faces don't look right and it's just weird like the whole thing's about again i guess it's because it's like a small team i don't know how many people made this i mean it's don't nod so it's not a huge team yeah but it's still like i just couldn't it was it was one of these like uncanny valley moments of like i can't it's hard for me to believe this right don't look good enough i don't know like for me it was it seemed like I don't know. It's like it felt like part of the style. Like it felt like that. Like kind of wide shots and that thing, thing seems so kind of painterly and watercolor like that. The yeah. fact that the cult, the characters themselves are kind of a little bit flat, kind of made sense to me. It it makes sense, but you just don't like it. Just, I mean, no, but that, that's the thing. I do like it from a distance. Right. It's when you get really into it. It's if if you do that sort of style in detail, if you don't do it super super well, it just looks really grimy, and that's so. I think that might that might change as it goes on as well because they do a lot more with like um, with like lighting and setting of stuff. Like they because normally because everything in the first episode is like during day and yeah. kind of outside and all that kind of stuff. But like they do a lot more with kind of more creative lighting. So there's like sunsets, there's torchlight, there's candles sure, stuff. Sure, and again, I'm giving it one more episode so totally. it can try and convince me then. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, like I like I like the idea. I think I like the idea of where the story's going, and I like the mechanics. It's sure. just there are a lot of things that are stopping me from wanting to interact. Totally. And that's it. the thing. Like if you can't connect to that story, there's zero point in you playing that game because yeah. it is all about. It's not even Those that I can't two- connect to the story. Like I like the story. It's that there are other things getting in the way of me totally. liking that like, story. It sounds a lot like the arguments I put forward to a bunch of Bethesda games, where it could be the best written thing in the world, but if I can't connect to the characters, or yeah, exactly, like, yeah, it seems or totally other like things same. that stop you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it, it seems like the very similar. Argument. So yes, I, I could totally see that. But yeah, at least giving it episode two is probably a good place where you'll know by that point. Yeah, I'm, the thing I'm is, definitely like, going to give it one more episode. Definitely. From the end from the end of every episode from here, like it does really interesting things by the end of it where you'll want to see where it goes next. So I think you should be okay. But sure. it'll be interesting to see how you feel at the end of the second one. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's everything for me, I think. Cool. 
Uh, yeah, I think that was everything for me as well. So I think you have a you have a song to take us out. Yeah, uh, into the break. So, uh, like everything else in my life, uh, one of the best points about Stardew Valley is <laughs> its music. Um, so we're going to listen. Sure. To okay, one of the Star- yeah. we're going to listen to one of the Stardew Valley songs. Uh, they do a really good job in Stardew Valley of like placing their music like their music is really good at setting the thing that it's supposed to be in like the winter music is really like light and airy but also very crisp so it seems like there's a lot of ice everywhere and all that sort of stuff sure uh the character themes match the mood of the characters and all that sort of stuff so you'll see that in the song that i'm about to play which is one of the songs for summer and it is called tropicala good name it's that yeah. So um, if you check the post for this podcast, you will find out where you can get that. How is it? You Is it on Bandcamp? Is it a uh, DLC You get thing? it on Steam. I think uh, you've got a Bandcamp as well, but I got it on Steam. Right. So this is like DLC with the game? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, yes. So check the post where you can get this stuff. And we will be back in a little bit right after this. Tropicala off of the Stardew Valley soundtrack hopefully made you feel all summery inside, especially at the beginning. The first like few notes of that are very summery. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Basically, yeah. And um, so in terms of news, GDC was really the, the stuff where, where yeah. a lot of big GDC stuff happened. came out. Actually, not a lot to go on. Um, so yeah, some... it happened, but it, there wasn't like major stuff other than the like PlayStation VR stuff. But... Yeah. So the couple of smaller things. Um, there was, I can't remember where I first found this, but there's a company called Tokyo RPG Factory, which is like a like a conglomerate of a bunch of people who make like traditional to- uh, Japanese RPGs who have formed a new studio. Um, and they have announced their first game for PS4 and Steam Powered. It's called I Am Setsuna. Um, and the- oh yeah, this is the, uh, the game that uses the Chrono Trigger combat system. Ah, is it, so I, I, I know nothing about this game. I've I seen... saw an article, I can't remember where it was, that said uh, the Chrono the Trigger combat system was so unique at the time that they're bringing it back now. And they're right, because it was it was like super interesting at the time and no one's done it since, except for these guys. Right. It looks really, really interesting. Sure. So I haven't even seen like any screenshots from this, but is it, do you know anything about it? Uh, I don't know a great deal about like the game or what it is all it's always like shots of it's just like it it do you know what chrono trigger looks like right yes, it looks yes. like a jrpg it's like one of those but you like pan the camera down slightly so all the characters have got 3d models oh okay uh, I'm, I've, I'm seeing some screenshots now yeah this looks yeah. like a traditional rpg just but it looks like an rpg forward. but they, they still use the like chrono trigger uh like team like uh, team moves and it's all based on proximity and all that sort of stuff sure it's, and it's, uh, and it's all active time, so you like have to pick stuff, otherwise the, the enemies are going to start hitting you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, Chrono Trigger is a super interesting game. 
Cool. Uh, so PC and PC and PS4 this summer. Yes, oh, is this it summer. sweet? Um, looking forward to that. Yeah, I, mean. I go look up the studio. There's an interesting story about who the studio is and how they they came about, um, and they're pulling from some pretty big names. If I'm thinking about the right game, then then yes. Um, the I just this is one that like the header picture of the article got me. Um, so the developers of uh, Killbright Studio, who are the game that uh, the, the dev studio that made Among the Sleep, the horror game with the where you play the small child. Oh yeah, with the the, the the bear. Yeah, yeah. So their new game, they announced a new game called Oh, they t- where is it? Mosaic. It's point and click adventure planned for twenty seventeen, uh, and the quote is: "It will focus on the blandness and alienation of adulthood," which is <laughs> okay. interesting. Um, the Header screenshot of the article just looks, it's got a really unique style to it. Um, it looks kind of somewhere in between like that Pixar short with the paper airplanes and uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Like it's somewhere in between there. It's um, a weird combination of things. It's a very strange combination. Cool. But you'll see the, when you see the, the image, um, you'll know what I mean. Uh, Tacoma, the, the new game from Fulbright. Yeah. Uh, from Fulbright, sorry, has been pushed back to spring 2017. Um, it was supposed to be mid to late this year, but um, they said that some early playtest play build led the team to reconsider many aspects of Tacoma. So they've pushed it back to spring 2017, which hmm. is disappointing because I'm super excited about that game. Yeah. Seeing what they do. Um, Did they ever confirm that the, the, the main character in that game was like deaf? Because everybody no. thought that because, like, in the trailer, she was like doing stuff with her hands. So we assumed that because we we saw the E3 trailer, um, yeah. where she was kind of it looked like she was signing to a computer. Yeah, she was like doing weird hand gestures. It's, yeah. So either she may she may be deaf, or maybe that's just the interface for the computer. Oh, gesture control. Yeah, I didn't think maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Um, but yeah, it looks like a super interesting game, and I want to play anything that those guys put out. So we'll see. Um, there's a bunch of VR stuff, obviously, um, but one of the it's just I. Just picked this because it was funny. Uh, Ubisoft are making a version of Werewolf, the party game. Oh, cool! Uh, for VR, go find that video. It looks batshit insane. In VR, you can stand up, you can sit down, you can point at people, you can start huh. emotes. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. It's called Werewolf Within. Um, there's a reveal trailer from Ubisoft. It's about five minutes long. It shows you kind of how it works in the game. It's it looks really really interesting. Um, what else we got? Uh, the next big Destiny update announced. I have not played Destiny in a while, but I will dip in and see what this is. Um, they're announcing it over the coming weeks. I think there's actually a stream running as we record this, which is talking about some of it. But they're promising like upgraded light levels, new quests, uh, new gear, new PvP yeah. stuff, all the not kind of normal stuff. So this is their first update since they decided that there was not going to be a big update, so it's just going to be kind of content releases like there was um, last time. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what that does. The promo image for it was kind of interesting where it showed like all three classes done like the Taken, like with the kind of black and blue kind of spirally stuff coming sure. out of it. Yeah. So maybe that means Taken gear will be a thing. Don't know. We'll see. It won't really matter when we start playing the Division, though. That's true. That's true. Um, so game trailers shut down in February. And yeah. Oh, is this? Yeah, this is the story of them doing their Patreon, right? Yes. Yeah, so they. Well, oh, I'm so is, happy for is those it a guys. Patreon. Yes, yes Patreon. it's a Patreon. Um, well, they called again. Something Easy allies. allies. Easy allies. That's the one. Um, yeah. So they're 
launching. So happy for them because those guys are super talented. So I, I uh, didn't know that much about the game trailer stuff, honestly. Like I was never, I never oh, really, really followed much of their stuff. But um, yes, so they have their Patreon account and they are taking donations, and it's from yes, it's from ex game trailers guys. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, what else we got? So yeah, I don't know if you've been following the the ever evolving story of Jim Sterling and terrible games. So I know he got sued or something. Yeah. So there's a developer called Digital Homicide, which is a terrible name for a developer. Yeah. But, um, so Digital Digital Homicide is a group is a developer that have produced a bunch of games that featured in. Uh, Sterling's videos for a while, mainly because they're terrible, um, or they're they're not particularly great. Um, Slaughtering Grounds was one of them, which didn't go over very well. Uh, I'm just gonna see if there's a quote here. Um, so yeah, this is from the uh, Kotaku article, I think. Uh, yes. So, oh god, I lost it again. Um, Yes, in his videos, video, Sterling has criticised the game for using generic art assets pictured online, which Digital Homicide defended as necessary from a production standpoint as part of the cycle of cash flow that is the light flood of hardworking people in the indie community, uh, and described Sterling as a leech who profits from the hard work of other people. Okay. Yeah. So. Do they, do they know what? Do they know what a critic is like? That's kind yeah, of his job. So. so so the overall part of the story is they are suing Jim Sterling for $10 million. Oh, fuck off. That's not, um, accusing, that's not real. Accusing Sterling of assault, libel, and slander to the tune of $10 million. Um, assault is a legal thing. It's not actually... He I know. Someone. It's not actually going to hit someone, yeah. It is a legal thing. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, and obviously, like, because of a... So, you can't sue someone because they did their job. That's not so, fair. Yeah, I think most of their most of their um, position on the thing is that they are, he is costing the company money by. Don't make a shit game. It's easy. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, slaughtering gowns. Um, so yeah, the drama began when Sterling published a ten-minute video of Digital Homicide's first-person shooter, Slaughtering Grounds, November twenty fourteen, dubbing it as the new worst game of twenty fourteen contender. And a game where the awfulness just doesn't stop. Um, I need to actually go and watch the video. Um, so apparently then Digital Homicide went and put two videos up that they've since taken away, but Sterling archived them, where they called him out as a fucking idiot. That's, what <laughs> that's a quote, by the way. Um, and, ac- and accused him of not playing the game correctly, which is okay. hilarious. Um, so then Digital Homicide sent a bunch of DMCA requests on these videos to pull them down Sterling um, appealed against them and won and all this kind of stuff so this is basically the final straw for them to go right fuck this um, they, are, they are now suing and I want to see I want to confirm this before I say it but I think there's a whole so um, Patrick Klepik wrote a big story on Kotaku about the whole thing and you should go you should go read it it follows the whole story basically Um so, besides the $10 million in damages, Digital Homicide also wants a, this is a quote, apologies in place of every offending, ar- in, oh, sorry, apologies in place of every offending article and video for a period of no less than five years, and want an apology video in the primary YouTube location in Sterling's channel, channel front, for a period of no less than five years. No! What? Yeah. No! Yep. That's, um, like unre- that's unreasonable, even if he did, like, do something slanderous. That's... Uh, 
So digital homicides filings not necessarily mean that the lawsuit will move forward. Sterling tweeted yesterday that he is in a very confident mood. Yeah, and, I would be too. <laughs> um, I just want to like I want to check. Yes, this is totally true. Uh, digital homicide are representing themselves in the lawsuit. Do not they do not have an attorney, and they are currently crowdfunding support for additional help. Fuck off, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Oh, you guys need you guys need to learn how the world works. That's yeah. not that's not what you do. Um, yeah. So yes, it's um, the yeah. Like, go read the article. I could read the whole fucking thing, but you should go read the article. It's a really interesting look on what happens when developers get butt hurt. Like, I just yeah. don't. I I don't think there's anything they have to stand on. Like, no, they, it sounds like there is nothing they can do. It sounds like they got mad that someone called their game bad and then lashed out in the worst way possible. Kinda, yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. But yeah. Also, not really. Um, yes, so the big stories... Um, oh, no, sorry. The, the other small story is that there's a new video game TV show coming to the UK um, where we had... So this is from the Eurogamer article... We had Games Master in the 90s, Thumb Bandits in the noughties, and then in the 2010s, we've got Go 8-Bit. So, it's a six-part series for Dave. It's based on, a, uh, apparently, a Fringe, Edmund Fringe show that happened. Go 8-Bit. Go 8-Bit. Um, and Daryl O'Brien is the host. Oh, cool. Which is awesome. That's pretty good. Um, everyone should go, if you haven't seen it already, go YouTube his uh, video game skit from one of his stand-up shows where he talks about yeah, Metal Gear. Yeah, he talks about Metal Gear, yeah. In, like... Like, he knows what he's talking about and is very earnest about enjoying it, but also completely rips it apart. It's really funny. Um, so, yes, um, so it's, it, there's no date on it yet, but it's, yeah, it's a six-part series for Dave. Yeah, it's, it's totally based on, like, a, a cool idea for an Edinburgh Fringe show where they just get a bunch of comedians to play really old video games. Um, so, yeah, each, each week the, t- the show stars two celebrity guests who compete to be crowned 8-bit champion. There are two team captains, video game comedian Steve McNeil and Sam Pamphilian. Yeah. Not names I know. Um, creators of the original Edinburgh show. So, yes, and someone from Eurogamer is also involved as well. Someone uh, from Eurogamer. Ellie Gibson, which is, okay. I, I don't know Eurogamer that well, so. Um, oh, it's Autumn. Not, I don't think it's one of, like, the actual forward-facing people. I don't know. Okay. Really. Um, Autumn 2016 on Dave. So cool. that'll be interesting. Going f- straight from Robot Wars to this, he's doing, doing all that. The 80s are back, y'all. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm really disappointed. My, friend, my, my friends want to go see you. Yeah, a bunch of my friends did as well, yeah. and I'm really jealous that they got to go. Um, so yes, the big stories: um, cross-platform play might become a thing, actually, and we mean it this time. Yeah. So um, Rocket League is the first Xbox game. Um, Xbox. Have they game. actually? Have they actually said that? Because I remember it was like. The story came out and it was Sony saying like, yeah, we'd do this if someone asked. It's- so the, the Xbox One came first. So the, oh, the Xbox One came first. So this is one of the first non-Microsoft Xbox games to have cross-platform between PC and Xbox One. But they are saying like, we are trying, we want it to be interoperable with every other gaming network that's about. Sure, yeah. Obviously both sides need to come together and have an agreement about it, but... Um, you probably should, though. So, seems. Rocket League is going to have cross-platform between PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Cool. But it's uh, Psyonix who are doing the work for that. So, they are running all the servers and are doing it on their side. Right. So, there's already PS4 to PC. 
um, which isn't necessarily going through Sony. Like they are host, they are doing all of this themselves. But Microsoft are now saying that they are trying to get it at like a Xbox Live level, where just by default you can switch it on and get access for supported games. Um, yes, so that's super interesting. And then Sony came out with a slightly strange statement that said, we would be up for this, at least considering this thing, which is bizarre, which suggests that they don't quite believe it. Yeah. Because they, they've, they've been doing this for, well, they haven't been doing it for a while, but they have, they have had a couple of games that have done this, at least, mm. um, with Rocket League being the big one. So, this yeah, is Sony, right? Uh, so yes, so the yes, the PS4, PC yeah. version of Rocket League did cross platform. The, the one that I remember the latest was like Final Fantasy XI on PS2 oh. worked with PC. Well, I mean, that the, was like, like that again. That's all Square Enix servers, right? So yeah. they're running the whole thing. Yeah, but I just say that it was like it's a thing that they have done in the past on Sony platforms. Sure. Um, so yeah, the quote from uh, Chris Charla is that. Uh, the new policy means Xbox One users and Windows 10 gamers using Xbox Live will be able to play cross-platform multiplayer with users, quote, on different online multiplayer networks, including other console and PC networks. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, it was interesting to see them talk for quite a long time without saying the word PlayStation, but that's what they mean. Um, but yeah, that's a super positive thing, if they can get that to happen um, for more games. It's have a lot of problems. So it's... Totally. Um uh, so yes, uh, the final part of the VR story happens. Uh, PlayStation VR is launching in October for three hundred ninety nine dollars, three hundred forty nine pounds. Yep, three hundred ninety nine euros as well. I think. Yep. Um, it is requires the PlayStation camera and requires or doesn't require, but will use Move controllers. The traditional PS3 move controllers will work as well. Oh, God. Which is great because I've got two already because I was an idiot and bought into it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's the cheaper of the, the definitely the cheaper of the three platforms. Um, what games are coming for it? They said at the thing they have about 50 games in development. Um, no, I mean, like on launch, what can you do? Oh, um, I don't know if they've actually said anything no um so i know there is the thing called placed uh was it playstation heroes or something like that um which is their kind of wii sports equivalent which is basically like um it's a bunch of the tech demos that have been shown so like it's not like is like rigs coming out at launch or so rigs should be at launch um let me just see i'm just seeing i can very quickly find an article here um, price, release date, list of confirmed games. Here we go. Um, okay, so at launch, don't know, but there's a bunch of games on this list. Um, but yes, uh, VR Heroes or whatever it's called is the demos that they've been giving. So stuff like the Shark Cage one, which is called yeah. the Deep, the the Getaway one with the Uzi out the window. Um. And a, a bunch of that kind of stuff. Um, oh, so some of these are confirmed launch titles. So let me just run through, through this list very quickly. Um, so some of them are already existing, but we'll have VR support at launch. So uh, Drive Club, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, apparently. In VR? Yep. Huh. Support for launch. Um, that seems weird. Okay. Headmaster, which is not a game that I know. Um... 
Oh, it's a football game or a football like mini game sure. collection, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Playroom VR, which is more Playroom stuff, but done by SE Japan, so that's different. Uh, Rigs is a launch title. Something called Super Hypercube. Uh, Synthesis Universe. Okay, so there are things. That's, War that's Thunder. That yeah, yeah. Uh, until Dawn Russia. Bl- until Dawn Russia Bloods apparently. Um, and yes, whatever this Heroes game is. Oh god, that weird on rails until dawn thing. Yeah, the, the the literal um, ghost house. Yes, ghost house <laughs> that game. thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I can't. All three of them are. I can't wait. And the Oculus starts hitting people on this month, doesn't it, or next month? Oculus. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see people actually starting to get their hands on this thing and, and seeing what's done. I know a lot of like um, press have got kits. And I've been playing some of the games and watching them work out the limitations of the thing, uh, like walking into walls and stuff like that and punching yeah. their monitors and things has been kind of interesting to see, but doesn't appear to be a big problem yet. But who knows? Um, so, yes, so that's October this year. Uh, and the other big story was, so we didn't cover this last week, but... I'm kind of glad to think because we now have uh, two sides of this as well. So two weeks ago, there was a quote that came out from um, a Microsoft uh, from Phil Spencer actually, who was talking about who paraphrasing basically said like, "Yeah, we are trying to move Xbox to being a platform independent of hardware." It was a weird phrasing, but they're basically saying like the hardware is not as really important as we think it was before in console generations oh, yeah, yeah, yeah which is which is implying that you might get an upgraded xbox at some point yeah um, and everyone freaked out and was like well why would i ever buy an xbox if you're just going to replace one on me um and obviously they need to upgrade the hardware because they're not as powerful as their competitor and all, and all that kind of stuff and that was a whole kerfuffle that went on again xbox not messaging particularly well and and everything like that yeah um, and then last week, a bunch of reports came out from a bunch of sites that would probably know um, is that Sony is working on what they're calling the PlayStation 4.5. 4K, was that not the so thing? They said they think it'll, it's going to be 4K. It will be more powerful hardware that was able to play games at 4K resolution. Um, they're taught they So Kotaku ran the story and they said they, this came from developers who have spoken to Sony. Um, it includes improved graphics hardware to power 4K games and additional processing power for PlayStation VR. So basically, that breakout box that comes with the yeah. PlayStation VR will probably be part of the device. Um, yeah, so it seems like they're both doing it. <laughs> it seems like uh, the hardware cycle is going to be a lot shorter does this it, time. Yeah, but like that's still a really short. Like, when did the PS4 launch? Like last year, Christmas 2014. So two years ago, two, well, uh, Christmas two well, years ago, year and a half year ago. And a half ago. Um, that's a really short yep. cycle for the hardware. But then, like, if did they then ever call anything a PS Five? Like, yeah, like why is it not just the PlayStation? And then why they, is it not just a PlayStation that you then like buy iterations of? And, I, mean, I don't know. So both consoles are going to have that problem now, right? Where you're like, well, Xbox slightly less, but you could call it. You could you could call it the Xbox Two. I suppose. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> because, like, maybe that's how the iteration goes. Like, do you just call it, like, the Xbox brackets 2016, like they do for iPhones? Like, yeah, you just or start for MacBooks. Like, Sorry. Like, Frankenstein and 
letters and numbers on the end of it. I yeah. don't know. So th- this was fascinating and kind of terrifying at the same time. Where yeah. I was like, like I, I was thinking about buying a PS4. I'm not anymore. Yeah, like, like this, if they're going to release some better version past E3 this year, yeah, I might and, hold it. So the thing that's interesting to me is you go back and look at the shitstorm that was the always online thing for Xbox One, oh, right? God, yeah. And that was you changing a small part of an infrastructure of a small part of a market that's existed forever. Yeah. In a way that people that's the way it's quite clear that's the way the market's going, but people freaked the fuck out and it cost Microsoft Dearly, like they, they basically... Oh, yeah, yeah. They They're not themselves. ahead anymore. Yeah, yes. They're very much behind. Yes. Yeah. So now both hardware manufacturers are now coming out and saying, how about we sell you another console, let's say two years, two and a half years after the last one came out? Like, that's a hard sell. It's a hard sell, yeah. And it is going to... I think Sony are actually in a worse position in this case if this goes ahead because they've garnered a lot of... Good favour. Good favour with the audience and if they start playing this game of like we're going to release something every two years to try and keep on top of this like one thing like console gamers aren't used to that they are used to five year six year seven year cycles yeah long cycles yeah and and it's, like, and it's something that they enjoy like if you talk to like people who play this long console they're like i like knowing that i can buy a thing and have it work for this amount of time it's it's why like, i bought a ps4 on day one because i was like well this is gonna be this me is for, gonna last me yeah. like i'm gonna buy it and in five years time i will have it like i want to get the full experience of this thing and now i might be i might have the, the le- lesser powerful ps4 um but there, there's so there's i'm What's not that ta- gonna do for like reviews and stuff like that yeah like do like, how ha- do you review software anymore when it's like, okay, on this platform it looks like this, but on this so other platform it does, like, slightly worse? And- you have to look at mobile, again, where, especially on iOS, like, basically now if you have a iPad 2 or anything less than iPhone 4, you aren't running the latest stuff. Like, it just, it doesn't support it. It, and it is a problem because you does, does it get to that point does it get to the point where it says like a game coming out saying you can't play this so that's that's the thing in terms of consoles like how do you do this right do you have a do you have to put a badge on the box that says like this will only work on playstation 4.5 yeah or xbox 2 i'm trying not to use playstation all the time but i'm talking yeah. about both of them this is a problem now for both of them where it's like okay do you mark stuff as like best on the newer console do you do... Do you do the actual phone thing of saying we'll only run past this yep. amount of... Like, how do you telegraph that to users? How do you yeah. split the store? Will anyone ever... Because you look at... Because the, the, the most recent example of this in gaming, anyway, was the new 3DS, right? Yeah. Where there was one or two games that were that were only going to run on that better spec uh, 3ds it was it was xenoblade chronicles and it was monster hunter i think or like monster hunter ran better on it or yeah it was, or something i can't remember and that was it like that's all that's even to this day it's the only things that are like exclusive to that platform so like especially when you when you're looking at something like the ps4 now which has a huge install base and even the, the xbox one who is a bit behind still has a pretty large install base and then you're yeah. going to turn to these people and say we're going to put out something, and there was like zero indication of this. Like, if, and there's no reason why they would have done this, but if they had come out at launch of both these consoles and say, we are aiming to iterate on this thing every two years, the same way you would for a phone, the same way you would for a tablet, that kind yeah. of stuff, that is a, that is a, 
move that will remove your day one sales for that console, right? Yep. It just will. Totally. But it is also the right thing for you to say if this was always the plan. Because now you're just fucking with people. Because you're you're coming into a market where people have these things for five, six, seven years, and then you suddenly rip the rug from under them and say, actually, it's going to be a two, and here's how this is going to work. It's at the point where I want both of these to be, because these are both still rumors, like nobody is actually... I know it's not confirmed and it probably won't be until fucking E3. So E3 is going to be super interesting this year. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, And it's not going to be interesting because I want one of these things. It's interesting because I want to see how they message it. Yeah, exactly. You you need to be... There's going to be a lot of pay attention to the words said yeah, you need on to be, stage at E3. Yes, it's going to be, to be super, especially since the big fuck up of the always online thing. Yeah. Like they both parties now have to realize you have to be super clear, otherwise it's going to cost you a fuck ton of money. Yeah, you need to get the questions that you know people are going to ask and answer them immediately, so that people yeah. aren't making up their own answers. Yeah, you need to um, you need to see why this is a good thing for players or for mm-hmm. gamers and not. Because that was the problem with the always online thing, right? It's like, we are doing all of this shit because it's good for us and it's good for publishers and it's good for developers. Yeah, they didn't say anything about why it's good for the end user. And, like, you're trying to justify somebody spending another 400, well, whatever, 350, 400 pound on the next iteration of your console. Here's why it's good. Here's why it's worth it. And here's what the future plans are. Because they cannot say, no, 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 this is the one. Because yeah. all that's going to happen then is goes well, I'll skip this one and get the next one that's going to come out in two years, right? Yeah, you do. You do the iPhone thing of do buy you buy one. it always or do you do the one on one off yeah. thing? You um, need to have, and these things need to have a statement that says for X amount of years or forever, all of this stuff is going to be backwards compatible. Yeah, it has to. Oh yeah, because totally. that is. Yeah, you can. You, you shoot yourself in the foot if you don't. It's, totally. Because then, because then people are just going to go well, like, and also like you have to have some kind of time scale of like for at least four years after a game. Because if you imagine, like, let's say this is a two-year cycle, right? You have to ensure that like every game is going to be backwards compatible for like the last three iterations of whatever your console is, or yeah. nobody is buying a game ever again. Oh yeah, totally. Or everyone, because and the thing is, if this becomes true. Why the hell does anyone buy a console now? Like that is the thing. Yeah. Why? Why would you not just buy a computer? Why do you not just invest in a PC? Because yeah. PC is going to if you if if you're going to have to pay four hundred pound every two years, why would you not we, just invest that into hardware? That yeah, you could last you could longer? do that and have a really good computer. Totally. Um, and you'll be able to run all the stuff. Like, and exclusives will be the only reason why you'd want a console. But yeah, the like as much as I enjoy Sony's games. Not enough to pay that money that yeah, really regularly. No, consistently will, fork out that amount. I will stick with my PC and just go there. This is a really dangerous move if this goes ahead. And, it's, it's really shaky ground. Like, and it is fascinating to see how they're going to do this if they pull yeah, this off. Yeah, is going to be cool this year. Um, and like, yeah, and also terrifying. Like, I was super worried about E3 this year because, like, of all the companies pulling out, or they're not going to be there on the floor, but are still doing stuff. Yeah. But, but, um, but that, that's just that's more of a reaction to just the way the internet is now, where they, everybody you can you can get to the people that you want to get to on your own platform without having to do an E3 presentation. Totally. That's just all that is. And but, so the, the the 
the Sony Microsoft are going to be the things to watch and see if they make any moves for this thing. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't even know what they do at E3. Like, no, like how do you even do they, do they talk about it? Do they even mention it? Do they, they have I, to, right? This is now out. And judging by the way those guys have talked about this stuff, like anytime stuff has leaked, it has at least been mentioned like at press conferences and things like that. Yeah, so, true. So what has to happen is either before E3, like if we haven't heard anything in two months from Sony like confirming or denying this thing, then it's happening. Like they they have because if this was this is a bad look for you to not come out and conf- not to come out and deny yeah the fact they the, the fact that they haven't yet is already worrying like it's it's close enough to well they came they came out and said we don't we don't talk about speculation but I mean like an actual denial like yeah this, like this would be a, no, this, yeah like this would be a super thing to come out and say no like why would we no we're not like that's why an easy, would we do that that's that's an easy win right you come out and say of course we're not we we are definitely not developing any new hardware to be released. Like yeah. upgrades or anything like that. You have faith in our product and all that sort yep, of stuff. Yeah, we 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 want to have the best value and like we want to encourage people to to invest in our console and our ecosystem and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. it's it's the problem. Because again, before Sony dropped this, line, everyone's saying like, "Why would you buy an Xbox One right now? Like this is the like it's just going to disappear or it's going to iterate in a couple of years. Why would you even buy one? And now, unless they come out and deny it." Exactly the same thing should should happen to PlayStation, right? You're just like, yeah, like why would you buy one? Why would you buy? I, I, I had that exact same conversation literally five minutes ago. Yeah, I was gonna buy one. I'm not now. Exactly. It's, like, why? Like, this is a damaging why would you thing. You buy a PS4 right now. It's um, also like, it, and it kind of throws a bunch of other stuff into the question. Like, would I buy a PSVR? Like, okay, buying one at launch is already shaky, but like, are they just gonna put out a better one in two weeks? Uh, yeah. In two years, they do that for all their hardware now. Yeah, like is this how consoles work now? Like, hey, are we going to see a Vita two at E three? Like, how is this going to work? Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a fascinating move, and it's kind of interesting that I think Uncharted is the only exclusive game coming that I'm interested in. Yeah. So hey, maybe I might start just investing in PC stuff. Until this gets confirmed, and like, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. But um, this is super interesting. Yeah, it's a cool time, and we'll change this if it's true. We'll change this landscape for a while, uh, and we'll be a marketing marvel if they pull it off. So yeah, we'll see. Um, so that's me. I don't know if you have anything else. No, that's that's basically um, everything. There was a big league patch that's doing a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you care anymore. Yeah, well, I still play league. It's just like uh, the there are chests now. Like, oh, is that just that it? Like, I, yeah. I saw the thing. I was like, Callum will know what this is. There are no chests. Hextech crafting. You can buy keys to open chests to have you- like one use things for champions and skins. And so chests drop at the end of matches. I think so. It's not and, hit Europe yet, so I don't know how it oh, works. Right. It's only in NA right now. Um, I had totally forgotten, and this came up during a couple of weeks ago, that I totally forgot that Riot are building their own internet for League. Yeah. <laughs> totally trying to build their own I, internet infrastructure. To I need to go back and look at traffic. that shit. Um, yeah. Because that's that's insane. And I need to go back oh, and see. Oh, it's a crazy idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Fair enough. They're getting chess. That's not a surprise. Yeah, they, they, they put chess in the game. Uh there's a new champion coming out that's like Galactus, but a dragon. Uh, dragon Galactus, interesting. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, that's about it. I can't actually think of anything else. Cool, yeah. that's fine. 
Um, so next couple of weeks, what? Apart from Stardew Valley, well, obviously we got start, we're going to do a Stardew Valley video. Yeah, um, I've been promised an article by Danny. Okay, we should have something. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. So there's nothing actually. Like I said, to come out. So no, not really. So it'll be like going back on on old stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just very quickly looking through releases. Oh, we're gonna, well, in theory, like I get paid this week, so in theory we should play the division. Okay. By like next week. Okay. Or this weekend, or whatever. Sure. Okay. Yes, that can be done. I'm, I'm excited to get into that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's fucking nothing coming out for the next couple of weeks. So, so yeah. Um, I am going to... Uh, names escape me. Slime Rancher. I'm buying it after this, and I'm going to go play it. You're going to play Slime Rancher? Just buy Stardew Valley! It's well, way better than Slime Rancher. I'm going to wait until I see this we do this video and then I'll see because I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like I will play this for a day and then never touch it again sure so we'll see how that goes um yeah and I'm gonna record some stuff as well this week while I have some time before various projects start ramping up again so I'll be doing that uh so yes, if you want to see all of that stuff that will be here in the next couple of weeks, GameEngineStart.com is the name of the website. You'll find all of our articles, podcasts, and videos on there. Uh, YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart is our YouTube page. You should subscribe there. You'll see videos usually a couple of days before they hit the main site. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook. If you just search GameEngineStart, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And that is us. Yeah. Go enjoy whatever it is you're playing. And we'll be back in two weeks. See you then. See you.